0: listening on Apple Podcast, scrolling through a couple tabs, started the video off with Jamal Murray rolling
1: his ankle, I'm showing everyone on my screen that I finished, I built one showdown lineup, I finished in 10th place out of 8.7 thousand people, I had Jamal Murray
0: injured. I also had Dwayne Washington just needed a couple more for Murray Washington. First place is $30,000. I need a couple more points. Jamal Murray injured. Wayne Washington, two threes in garbage time, both wide open. Fricked them both.
1: $30,000. I don't know what's more painful, this one or the showdown from earlier in the year when I lost 30, like $10,000 plus by
0: 0.25. Like I said, I know nothing but pain.
1: Murray doesn't get injured. Washington maybe hits one of these wide-open shots. Win
0: $30,000. Bought the late slate. Played Kevin Porter Jr., you better believe he got injured too. So,
1: if this, if this isn't proof that no one on this planet Earth runs worse, I don't know what
0: else. I don't know what else to say.
1: And here it was. I was trying to sleep. I was telling everybody, "Just I was. I'm actually exhausted, I'm trying to sleep. And I just, I can't fall." You know, what was, you know, one of those nights where you're just like. You're so tired, but you can't sleep. Like, that's literally how I feel right now. Couldn't sleep. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, I might have a sweat in the showdown. Then there's, there's no chance I was sleeping. And then, uh, yeah, Jamal Murray gets injured. And Dwayne Washington can't hit a shot at the end of the game. Still turned $10 into almost 400 But, you know, $30,000 would have been nice. Let's recap of the showdown. I mean, it was a still a great day overall for me and everything. Let's, let's recap the main slate and let's talk about my strategy here. So, uh, can we also talk about Kyle Kuzma and those peripheral stats? Team to himself. The game goes like 40 points under the total, too. not 197. Are we serious? Alex Caruso at negative ownership starts the game off 1 of 10 shooting.
0: Kuzma game, and then
1: don't get me started with free square, the freest of squares, DeJounte Murray. With no Trey Young, game stays competitive. Massive bust. That's 70% ownership. Almost 100% in the Millie maker. So here's my thoughts, right? I knew, I was like, all right, this, this start is not great. Even though a lot of people had DeJounte and I avoided Giga Chalk Rui, um, who was a massive bust, I was like, all right, I probably, I'm just not going to play Dwayne Washington. So I, I had this strategy. Like, I was like, all right, if, if the first six guys do really, really well, I'm just going to eat Giga Chalk Dwayne Washington and go from there. But if I don't do that great in the, in the early games, I'm going to go to this combo, which I was all over a Koji as a low owned contrarian play. Smashed. Um, I had no confidence in the game to say competitive. I knew a Koji would play in the blowout, and uh yeah, two percent of Koji went for 34. We talked about this game very much in depth. If you guys checked out the YouTube stream, uh people asked me what was my favorite game to stack. I was like Houston, Sacramento, and Chicago, Washington. Um, really liked Sabonis as a contrarian play. He went for like a triple double and smashed, really liked Singoon. He smashed. I like Monk as a contrarian play. I think he had a decent game. Um, then I mentioned Kevin Porter, Jr, who started off smashing and then he got injured. So, um, yeah, M- going to that low owned pivot for me um ended up getting me in the cash because massive chalk Wayne Washington just went for like twenty fancy points. So, um, yeah, the pivot to Koji and sangoon ended up working out in a big way. Always late swap, right? And have the have that like two v two ready, right? I always like I always talk about this in Patreon stream. like make sure you have pivots ready. I always have pivots, right? If I have guys, if I have exposure in the late game. I have like a, a, I have a strategy, right? Like I'm like, all right. I have, if things go right, I'm just gonna you know eat the chalk in the late game. If things go wrong, then I got to go to some low owned pivots. And going to the low owned pivots tonight paid off for me. Three x would um, won about eight hundred dollars total tonight. But like I said, would have been nice to win thirty grand in the showdown. Jamal Murray injured. Wayne Washington. When I finally buy in, can't hit the broadside of the barn. But, 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 hold your horses here, okay? Because, when I fade Dwayne Washington. He's one of the worst plays of the slate. A couple weeks ago, when there's infinite value, when Washington's only playing the backup point guard, you better believe he's gone for three fantasy points per minute and smashing in like 15 minutes. When I need him just to make one shot, when
0: $30,000? No way! No way!
1: Again, this is not proof that no one runs worse. I don't know what else is. And here comes ESPN with the. That always happens whenever ESPN just starts randomly playing stuff. All right. So, that's it for the recap. Uh, it was a very profitable day overall, but pain, man. Even, even when I'm winning money, it's painful, right? It's like just a couple more points from Murray and Washington.
0: Come on, man. Come on.
1: All right. Let's talk about this next game really quick, though. Um, if you guys, this is your first time watching, my name is DK. Uh, we'll be covering again the 6 game NBA DFS slate. Also, make content for Prize Picks, and uh, the sponsor is Prize Picks. If you guys are not familiar, uh, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100 player prop site where you build um, two, three, four, five, up to six player props and we went up to 25x your money. I also played for blowouts in in a lot of these. Like I made like a couple five and then six-man slips playing for blowouts in the Memphis San Antonio game. Game stays competitive, but. If I'm playing guys in like a two-point spread, you better believe it's a massive blowout. I finally play for blowouts in the Spurs game, Celtics game. Spurs game is just the highest scoring game known to man. It's like 110 to 100 through three quarters. Like, okay, well, obviously the unders aren't going to hit. Take the unders in the celtics uh, Pelicans game, same thing. Stays competitive. Yeah, make sure you use that code right dkdfs 100 match up to 100 dollars and uh all right let's talk about this six-gamer so oklahoma city philadelphia is the first game here oklahoma city i'm just i just i don't want to deal with the front court rotation they're probably just going to throw bodies at Embiid. you know kenrich started a couple games in the front court muscala started a game jalen williams the other Jalen williams has started a game o- eugene Omorie started a game last game if you want to try to take a shot one of those guys in tournaments be my guest i will not be doing that um Shea to Alexander, 10k. Fine tournament option. Should play mid 30s minutes. Giddy, Jalen Williams, fine in the mid-range. You saw a pretty big game from Giddy last game. That was definitely an outlier, though. Can't expect 50 plus from Giddy with uh, SGA in. Same thing like Lou Dorse just there. Like he's probably gonna play around 25, 30 minutes, probably give you around 25 fancy points. Does feel a little bit underpriced. And then yeah, if you want to take a shot at one of the front court guys, you can. I have no confidence at all in these minutes. So um, be my guest in tournaments. That's not going to be the way that I go. Moving on to Philadelphia, basically fully healthy team. Uh, there's a little bit of a lot at risk, but the game says competitive. Embiid, Harden, these guys do, do have a, you know, big upside. Of course, can we talk about this, man? Come on. Come on. I played James Harden against Chicago without Embiid. Finally buy in four of 17, but with Joel Embiid back,
0: 61 fantasy points in 26 minutes.
1: Like, how? How? Yeah, and beat Harden like the ceiling on them and it's kind of just like, eh, Harris, Maxi, they're fine. You they want to play them in tournaments. There's not a ton else here. I mean, maybe if the game blows out, Shake Milton could be viable. He has played 25 and 24 minutes, but again, last game was a massive, massive blowout, so... We went to Milwaukee and Miami. Milwaukee side, no Middleton. Uh, Grayson Allen rolled his ankle, did not return. So I don't expect him to play in this game. Uh, starting with the top end guys, I think Giannis and Drew Holiday are both solid options. I don't love the matchup. You know, Giannis has been cold of late, quiet of late, I should say, over the last three games. 12, 46, and 47 fancy points, but should keep his ownership relatively low. You do have Bam and Abayo playing on the opposite side. So Miami at least will have a good defender, and Jimmy Butler is playing too. Drew Holiday, 7-7. Seven, seven. I mentioned I liked him uh, today. I decided he was too cheap. He should be like an over-8K player, and he had a really good game of low ownership for 42 fantasy points. I think, once again, he is a bit underpriced. I do like him. Front court guys, Lopez and Portis, are both playable, but like, uh, not going to prioritize either. I know Brook Lopez had a really big game last game, but eh, they don't really stand out. If Grayson Allen doesn't play, which I don't think he will, you probably just get more minutes for guys like Connaughton, Joe Ingles, um, both guys think are fair value plays. Connaughton should play around 30 minutes. Has that shooting guard, small forward eligibility. Joe Ingles probably plays a bit more. So those two look intriguing. Javon Carter probably sees a couple more minutes as well. So those guys all look a little bit better if Grayson Allen does not play. On the Miami side, so I believe they're going to have nine active guys, assuming Bam and Bio and Haywood Highsmith play. They're both probable. Haslam, even if he plays, they won't play. So I think they'll, only, they'll run an eight-man rotation. But yeah, Jimmy Butler, Bam Bio. I mean, they're going to run the show here. bullshit should play. Thirty-five to forty minutes. I um, only worry with Bam is potential foul trouble, but yeah, I like Jimmy. I like Bam. I think Oladipo is playable in the mid-range. He sh- he should see thirty-plus minutes off the bench. Has that shooting guard eligibility? Oh man! Oh, here I am I'm trying to wind down, I'm trying to wind down and go to bed after this. No, I got to talk about this guy. We just talk about... I have played him so many times when Miami is super shorthanded and they have like eight, nine guys. Every time this guy shoots 10% from the field when I play him. Like literally every single time this is the game I get. One of nine, two of nine.
0: Finally fade last slate, 40 bombs.
1: Gabe Vincent, I think, is a really good value play at 4K. Played 39 minutes last game, they really don't have many guards on this team. So um, I think Gabe Vincent, once again, is going to start and probably play at least 30 minutes. I think he looks like a really good value there. I expect Orlando Robinson to play the backup five. $4,000 I'll probably pass unless you think Bam gets in foul trouble. Um, I think Highsmith will see decent minutes. I I expect the starting lineup to be Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, Jimmy Butler, Highsmith, and Bam with Oladipo, Jamal Cain, and Orlando Robinson coming off the bench. Highsmith uh, dealt with a bit of foul trouble and only played 24 minutes last game. You did see Jamal Cain play a bit, 33 minutes off the bench last game. I'm not sure if that's going to continue, but I think both those wings are playable in Cain and in Highsmith. And then, um, yeah, that's it. I don't expect Udonis them to see any minutes. Charlotte in Toronto, so Lamella Ball, 9.8K, I mean, he does have a ceiling in a tough matchup last game, stolen for 50-plus fancy points in the same spot, so I think he's a good tournament play, should play a ton of minutes, Terry Rozier, 7-3, you know, he's had a couple good games of late, Terry Rozier kind of goes in these stretches, where, like, he'll be, like, really quiet for a bit, and then he'll kind of take over for a few weeks and go back to being quiet, like, right now, he's kind of, looks like he's, he's playing a lot better, 50-plus fancy points to the last three games, so. Ceilings there for him. Mason Pumley, Peach Washington, both relatively safe options. Assuming they stay out of foul trouble, Bullshit play over 30 minutes. Um, Hayward doubtful, so you should get McDaniel's in the starting lineup. I expect you know around 30 minutes from him, just kind of a fair play. Uh, DSJ, Mark Williams, these guys will get decent minutes off the bench. We've been seeing low 20s minutes for DSJ at 3.8k, and Mark Williams should get the backup five run, probably play about 15 or so minutes. Those guys are fine tournament options. On the Toronto side, so I will mention like the minutes have ticked down a little bit on these main guys. Like, you only saw 36 minutes for Siakam only. You only saw 33 for Van Fleet. Um, you only saw 31 for Scotty Barnes last game. You only saw 31 for OG. And you only saw 31 for Gary Trent. So that's, like, really, really limited minutes for the Toronto guys. I'm not sure if that trend's going to continue, but I did want to mention it. Um, Yeah, Siakam, Van Fleet, Barnes. Like, basically, the, whole, the starting five is all in play. It's basically my same breakdown, but... I am I have really been struggling with trying to nail down who it's gonna be that has the big game on a night to night basis. As a single entry player, it's tough. MME, it's easy, right? You sprinkle in a little Siakam, sprinkle in some Van fleet. Like so you just sprinkle in a bit of everyone. As a single entry person, like myself, it's tough. It's tough because like unless someone's like really underpriced, it's just like kind of like you gotta guess right and hope they don't kill you. I don't really think I can play anyone off the bench still, even though the minutes have been up. I mean, my boy Boucher is a good point for a guy. who went for 26 fancy points in 15 minutes. Probably see a little bit of run for Coloco. Um, see a little bit of run for Chua, probably. I guess you can take a dart throw on one of those guys. Malachi Flynn probably sees some rotation minutes. It's hard for me to feel really confident in those guys because they could just go right back to the normal rotation where they just run like an eight-man rotation and play the starters 40 minutes a game. Boston and Brooklyn. So Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, we'll see. I don't expect Smart to play, but Robert Williams, I believe, was just injury management. So I think he will be available. Um, So if Smart's out, you had Derek White once again in the starting lineup. Him, Brogdon, they'll kind of split the point guard duties. They're both fine plays. Brogdon, the better point for a minute guy of the two, but I think White's minutes are a bit more secure. Tatum, Brown, both have a ceiling. But again, they just feel priced about right. I know you saw a big game from Jalen Brown last game, but 9K Brown, like, yeah, doesn't really stand out to me. If Rob Williams plays, you can play him in tournaments. <coughs> tournaments, a good point per minute guy. And then Grant Williams, you know, been playing a good amount of minutes over the last couple games. And keep an eye on the status of Smart and Rob Williams. If they're both out again, then you should see a lot of run for Grant Williams and he would be playable. Moving on to Brooklyn, probably my favorite team to target on this slate. No Kevin Durant. Nick Claxon is probable. I really like this team. So we'll start with the obvious Kyrie Irving, revenge game narrative, team to himself, no KD. Um, He looks really good at this price point. I think he's one of the more mispriced bent-ups in the slate. So love Kyrie Irving. Don't think that's a contrarian take. Nick Claxon, he'll probably play around 30 minutes. I'm totally fine going to him. I really like Ben Simmons. Assuming he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he's going to have to kind of up his game as that you know secondary playmaker without Kevin Durant. So I, th- I really, really like him at 5.4. I think he plays mid-30s minutes. And then I like the value here, too. Royce O'Neal feels a little bit too cheap at 4.5K. He's going to play a ton of minutes. I think you get a lot more run for TJ Warren, Seth Curry. Sub 4K TJ Warren, sub 4K Seth Curry. I like those guys quite a bit for value. I think you can maybe make the argument for Joe Harris, but I think I'd rather get to Warren or Seth Curry first. Yuta Gotenabe probably sees a bit more run, but um, I think, again, I would rather get to Warren and Seth Curry. So I really do like this Nets team. Moving on to Dallas and the Lakers. Well, Luca just does everything. Can we talk about that game last game against the Clippers? He had like 20, I think, fantasy points at halftime. Finished with 73, like absolutely absurd. It's a great matchup if you have the salary for Luca. He looks phenomenal. He's also like been playing the whole second half a lot recently. He played 43 minutes last game. So yeah, I mean, Luca looks good at the top. He's doing everything for the team. Wood, Dinwiddie. Hardaway. Eh. If I had to pick one, I think it would be Christian Wood, just because he has had a couple big games playing alongside Luca. And Hardaway will play a lot, but feels priced about right. Depends on whether or not he hits his shots. And then if you parting this Dallas value just literally is so so painful. Like there's just nothing worse than playing Reggie Bullock. But he probably sees, I don't know, around 30 minutes to Powell is questionable. If Powell's out, we probably just get more run for Bullock. Jaden Hardy should see rotation minutes, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you see a little bit of run for JaVel McGee if Dwight Powell's out. He's actually a good point per minute guy, but I don't know if I could stomach playing him. And then finally the Lakers. Um so Anthony Davis still out. LeBron James, ten point nine K. I think makes sure a solid spend up. I don't think he's a priority, but um, Obviously, he's going to do everything for the team. I think Russell Westbrook is viable in tournaments, but does feel a little bit pricey at 8.5. Thomas Bryant at 7K. Yeah, again, indifferent. Feels priced about right. I think Schroeder feels a little bit overpriced. Pat Beverly questionable. Troy Brown is probable. Troy Brown most likely plays a good amount of minutes, but I don't love the price point on him. If Beverly's out, maybe you can take a shot on a guy like Kendrick Nunn, who's played relatively well two of the last three games at 3.7, but... um, yeah, that's the Lakers. Let's, last game here, we got Cleveland and Portland. So Jared Allen is probable. Basically, my thoughts are I have interest in the top four guys in Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Allen. I don't know if there's one guy that stands out more than the other. Um, obviously, Mitchell's the guy at the highest ceiling. We've seen a couple massive games from him over the last two, 70 and 102. Um, Darius Garland's been quiet of late, but 7.6K is relatively cheap price point for him. Mobley, Allen, these guys should see mid-30s minutes. I like the spot for them. Um... They both feel a little bit underpriced. Don't know if I can get to anyone else. Lavert will go back to the bench roll. He'll probably go back to like twenty five ish minutes. Kevin Love probably sees around twenty minutes off the bench, but five K, me, yeah. Teddy Osman basically out of the rotation. he will get some like run for like a Coro Lamar Stevens, but I just I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then finally, Portland. So the big news is Dame Lillard is questionable. If Damian Lillard is out, you guys know my thoughts on Anthony Simons. He should be close to a 9K player if Damian Lillard is out. So if Lillard is out, I absolutely love Anthony Simons at this price point. And then Grant looks a lot better. Josh Hart looks a lot lot better. My boy Yusuf Nurkic, who I played a low ownership and was smashing. But oh yeah, they decided to close with Eubanks. What are we doing? What are we doing? big front court. Nurkic, good point per minute. Like him as well. If he plays 30 plus minutes, he does feel a bit too cheap. And Eubanks play the back of five. And then if Lillard's out, I think Shaden Sharp would start. I think it would be him. I don't think they would start Gary Payton, but Payton would see rotation minutes, obviously. I want to keep an eye to see if there's still like a limit on Gary Payton. I assume there is since he's been out for so long. Uh, but yeah, Shaden Sharp could be actually be a playable value if he starts. He's not going to be super productive, but most likely would see like 25 to 30 minutes in the starting lineup. So we'll keep an eye on that. And if Dame Lillard ends up playing, then basically the same breakdown that I've been giving for Portland for a while. I like the ceiling on Dame Lillard. Um, I think Nurkut should probably be my favorite play. And then guys like Grant, Simons, Hart, they're all fine. None of these guys are priorities, but all the, the starter is going to play a ton. So basically the whole starting five would be in play. So guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. Again, if you have been enjoying, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It's close. It's close to 30K, man. Probably not going to be able to sleep tonight, even though I really need it. But thanks again for watching. I'll see you guys in the next video.